0: yo what's going on everybody it's your boy dex and i'm back guess who's back back again dex is back tell your friends guess who's back guess who's back guess who's back guess who's back yeah man it feels good to be back in the studio back in front of the microphone and back in front of the camera i know it's been a little while but your brother needed to take a little bit of a break and for those of you watching on youtube watching the video i know what you're thinking who is this negro on camera with all this hair on his head for all those that are listening on audio only i've been growing my hair out a little bit trying a little something different or as i've been telling people this is my midlife crisis i'm showing to you all right now and coming forward with (laughs) you know hit me the other day i was like man i'm turning 40 and like next month bro like dang son i'm turning 40 man and i'm just like man you know i'm gonna do something different with my hair i'm gonna grow my hair up a little bit man let's see, see what's up so my wife is loving it she's digging it and we're in november so we're like 14 days into no shave november so in my police department we're not allowed to have beards i'll let you have that one chief i'm alright with that one so if you do want to grow a beard for no shave november you gotta pay 75 bucks so I paid my 75 bucks. And now I got the, got the fuzz on the face. The hair's growing, the beard's growing. So my wife loves it. She hates when I came to my new department that we're not allowed to have beards. And so she was not very happy about that. So I told her I'd grow it out for no shave November. And so she seems to be very happy, but uh she only got 15 more days to, to love on all this fuzzy goodness. So it's about to be gone. Cause our chief said, Hey, <laughs> December 1st, it better be gone. I roger that, Chief. Loud and clear. It will be gone December first, but till then, I'm gonna rock this joint. Number word, man. I I kind of miss having it, man. Where you be in life? I got a lot going on. Oh, little internet issue. Yeah, a little signal. I got some new internet over here too. So so stick with me. So hopefully you know it doesn't uh get too crappy on me, but oh, we're gonna keep it rolling anyway. So. So, like i said and i've been gone for a little while and everybody's wondering where i've been i just took a little break man trying to focus on some things in my own life i got going on and i had a lot of good stuff going on and i, I ain't gonna lie i've just been kind of watching the world burn from afar you know and just kind of kicking back and chilling like hmm, that's very interesting and also i kind of got a little overwhelmed i mean man, there was just so much information coming out with the things in israel i mean i apologize i mean just so much information yo. just stuff out here in louisville and you know, i was just like man i don't even feel like digging through all this information i just kind of want to be a regular person for a little bit and just be the guy that just sees the news and not necessarily have to talk about everything and have an opinion about everything yo. but so i needed a little break man And as you all know i took my first vacation in a long 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 time went to go visit my buddies down in arizona man that was much 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 needed so I got to do that. And also, I told y'all before, I'm friends with uh, Officer Ben from Police Body Camera. He actually came to Louisville a couple weeks ago. And I got to go out with my dude and uh, went out to dinner with him and his with the, and his significant other, his wife. Had a good time. And this man bought me a steak. He told me I could have whatever I wanted on the menu. Now, part of me wants to be really black and be like, oh, really? Oh, we're going to do this there. But I was like, man, I was raised better than that. But he I still got a nice expensive steak, man. Now, what I find it so funny is that <laughs> people give him so much guff online you know, okay, over his uh, his uh, his Instagram, his, uh, all the social media and his videos. They, they say that he's a racist. And I'm like, man, this dude's not racist. I know he's not a racist guy. It, it, but it's funny. I told him, I was like, hey, after this steak dinner, we're going to take a picture. This is a proof you're not racist picture, man. You're going to put your arm around me. I'm going to put my arm around you. We're going to show him that you good, bro. So, yeah, so, and yeah, got to do that. Yo, I know, got to have dinner with him. I mean, that was a good time, man, really good time. And also, I don't, I'm going to put this out there, but so, I'm also, probably getting ready to get sued, which I'm going to get to in a little bit, which is why I've been laying low as well. But I'm not being quiet because of that. But also, I want to say I am finally and officially off of probation. I'm out of apartment. I hit my year mark on November 6th. Your boy made it. I am finally free. You can't fire me. Well, you can, but it's going to be a lot harder. But at the same time, I'm probably not doing anything to get fired, though. I've never been that type of dude that's like, man, what are they going to do, fire me? I don't want to get fired, man. <laughs> I got a lot of buddies been getting fired lately over Metro. And I, I don't want that stress in my life, bro. But, man, it's good to finally be official where I'm at. Like, yo, not getting all these uh, <laughs> pulled into the sergeant's office other day, you know, sign the papers like on this eval, like, oh man, yeah, this is what you did good. This is where you suck at, this is where you're stupid, you're dumb here. And it's just like, okay, good. I right, I got it. I got it, man. So yeah, so it feels good to finally be off for probation. So I didn't want to mess that up at all because with this incident with me and this <laughs> JCPS school bus incident, which I'm not gonna get a whole, whole, whole lot into from my perspective. I'm just gonna give y'all a a little bit on it because <laughs> it's kind of pending right now, yo. But I mean, yeah, I mean, so I got that. Yeah, I'm off of probation. Also, man, I got to do a chili cook-off where I got called in my homegirl Holly Sinclair, who I met through a guy I used to work with, invited me out to Barstown, Kentucky, where they were doing a blanket drive to raise money for uh, bl- uh for blankets for homeless veterans. And well, they had a big old chili cook-off, yo. And I got to take my wife and kids out there with me, and I got to be a judge in the chili cook-off, yo. So that was really, really cool and good experience, man. You know, and I hate it for her because she had a whole bunch of veterans lined up, but a lot of people canceled last second, yo. but I told her, hey, man, I've already put, I put this thing in my calendar months ago and I was like, I am not going to miss this. And let me tell y'all something, I'm a big boy and I like some chili, man. Ooh, that one, that that one chili, that won that number 13, my God, it was amazing. Worst part is I asked the dude for the recipe, I was like, hey, man, what's the recipe for this? Don't give me no bull. He's like, man, it's really no recipe. I just kind of. Throw it all in the pot with some seasoning, and that's it. I'm like, man, I don't want to hear that. Give me this damn recipe before I beat your face in, bro. Yeah, yeah, because the chili, I mean, it was bomb chili, boy. It was so good, man. Some of the best chili I ever had, yo. So, like I said, I got to do that, man. And then what else I've been up to? Ah, God, it's been so much. I quit caffeine. I know what y'all thinking. You crazy. Yeah, I did it again. Like I said, the only reason I went back on caffeine last time was because last year, when I started on the PD here, I had to go on night shift i hadn't had caffeine in forever so when i started back on night shift i started back on caffeine now as of march of this year i started on second shift 3 p.m to 1 a.m so i canceled my caffeine consu- no i i canceled my caffeine consumption recently man i had to bro i just i just had to get away from it because i'm like man i'm spending all this money on caffeine and i'm like bro i really it's not doing me any favors or any benefits you know like I'm just drinking it out of habit, and I'm not getting anything from it. So, I decided to quit the caffeine. And not only did I decide to quit the caffeine, I also decided to hang up the BJJ, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Not gonna say permanently for good, but for a little while, man. My health has been I'm not not gonna say I'm in bad health, but I have a lot of pain going on, man. A lot of aches and pains as I've approached my later years. I'm 39, getting ready to be 40, yo. And, Dude, I, I enjoyed the BJJ. I got a lot out of it. The people are great. But, man, I was waking up sore, hurting every day. I even decided, I hey, I'm just going to cut it down to, like, one, two days a week. And even doing that, man, it was still rough on the body. And I'm not going hard, yo. Know, but, man, I'm just, like, I'm just taking a beating in there. So, like I say, I'm done with it for now. I'm not going to say I'm done with it forever because I really like it and I really enjoy it. And I enjoy the BJJ community at the gym I was at. Shout out to Jeffersonville Jiu Jitsu Academy. Y'all guys are freaking phenomenal. Awesome. I mean, I mean, the small time I was there, I learned so much and I expanded my weapon, you know, my tool set so much. It you was know, just that little bit of time I was there, you know, and I can only imagine if I can get back into it and keep going, what that's going to do for me as an officer on the street, man. I mean, it's, it's legit, man. I really, really enjoyed it, but like I, I got to take care of my aches and pains, bro. Like I am, I told y'all, people say, you know, man, you're only 39. I'm like, you don't understand. I am 39, but I have three years military and 14 years in a gun belt. And not just three I I spent I've had up to 16 surgeries, man. I've had three knee surgeries. I have you no know, both of my shoulders have partial tears in them. You know, you know, my knees hurt and ache every day. Just when I get up and I stand up, man, it sounds like the fourth of July because all my joints cracking. I mean, right now I got an issue going on with my right wrist. I was at the range a couple weeks ago and I got woke up the next day and my wrist is hurting. I'm like, did I somehow break my hand in my wrist? I don't know what it is. And I went for three weeks in excruciating pain, yo. And I was like, man, I'm going to the doctor. I go to the doctor. and like, hey, man, you got a ganglion cyst. I'm like, the hell's a ganglion cyst? But it's inside of my wrist. And this thing hurts like a son of a gun, bro. So I'm going to the doctor to hopefully get a drain next week. And I'm just like, man, it's something else. It's always something as I get older, I'm just like, I tell people I'm not old, but I'm definitely aging and I'm not aging gracefully at this point. But that's why at the same time where while this time I've been off, I've been trying to take more time to kind of get my health together and get healthy again. I started back running and I've been running back at the park again, doing my three point two miles around the loop and then hitting the gym for about 45 minutes to an hour, hitting the weights. That's my routine. I love my routine, man. And that's what I've been missing over all these years. Because I mean, I gained a lot of weight since I came back to Metro in 2020. Because I got sick with COVID and then the riots. Man, I lost everything I worked for. I gained freaking so much weight, man. Like so, right now where I'm sitting at, weight-wise, I'm not happy. But the good thing is, it's already starting to come off because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing better. And like I said, I started doing the cold plunges, and my God, man, everybody's been talking about the cold plunges, and I finally. I took the bait and I took the plunge, y'all. So yeah, I'm doing the cold plunges. I got the little rubber one off of Amazon, yo. And I, and I got it down to like whew, 40, no, 37 degrees the other day. Oh my God, man. I thought whew, it was horrible. Man, I was in there for like a minute and I thought I was dying. But man, I actually I feel better after I do it, yo. So I'm gonna just I'm definitely gonna keep that rotation. And man, I'm starting to slowly starting to feel better. My joints are starting to feel better as I'm getting back to getting active and staying active. <laughs> And there's one reason I am more active now than I was all this previous time, because as you all know, there's one name I love and there's one guy that I love that does this thing called living debt free. And that's the Dave Ramsey. Man, me and my family have been Dave Ramsey night. Just Dave. We are all in on the Dave Ramsey. And so what a lot of people don't know is that when I came back to Louisville and I incurred so much debt from moving my family across country, then moving while I was in Arizona twice and then moving back to Louisville yo, and then. I just got out of the discipline of being debt free. on the next thing you know, I got all this debt stacked up on me, man. I mean, I bought a car because I moved out of state. And I can't drive my police car out of state. You know, I mean, my credit card stacked up. I mean, buying stuff for the house that I needed that I really needed, yo. And, and I mean, it was just one thing after the other, one thing after the other, yo. So I had about, man, I guess about start of this year, about close to close to 40 grand worth of debt this year, starting the year out. 40 grand worth of debt, yo. and I was like, man, I was not comfortable, yo. so I mean, I'm literally burning the candle at both ends, and it's freezing up on me, sorry about that, and yes, yeah, so I was literally burning the candle at both ends, baby, where I was trying to uh, be, uh, work overtime, work all these off-duty gigs, do the podcast, and then try to make time for working out, and make time for my family, and I was doing it, but I was literally getting nowhere, because you can't divide yourself up in that many ways, and just take multiple shots at all these things and get any progress on them yo so i decided i was gonna put my health to the side and i said man i'm not gonna work out or do anything i'm just gonna do my off-duty jobs and my overtime and get get out of debt while i was doing that yo, but like i said my health was suffering and i was like man this is not good for me and then that's when i decided kind of early around may i was like yo man i'm gonna do a mad dash blitz of overtime and off-duty yo and man. But I was like, I'm going to knock this thing out. My goal was to have all this stuff paid off on my birthday in May, 2024. I said, I want to drop $40,000 worth of debt by my 40th birthday. Well, man, I got after it, which is another reason why I've been gone because I've literally been working so much over the last couple of weeks, but it paid off, man. And since the start of the year, I paid off $40,000 worth of debt. And I made my final payment, which was on my truck I bought. Bought my truck in, a, when was that, December of 21. It was, I, I got it for like a seven-year term. Man, It's like a, it was like a $400 payment a month. I hated it. Hated that payment. Man, I made that final payment a couple about last week. Man, it felt so freaking good. And then I'm just looking back like, bro, I can't believe I just did that. Like, man, I don't think people realize a lot of officers realize, or just Americans in general realize, how freeing of a feeling it is when you get paid and your money comes into your account and stays in your account yo. Know, like it's the best feeling in the world and i tell people all day it's not that we don't make enough money it's just that you know we got champagne taste on a kool-aid budget bro and that was definitely me you know i live a certain style and quality of life and i love my quality of life though but i was like man i'm gonna have to cut my quality of life to Helped me get my family to a better financial position. You know, like We sacrifice, man. I sacrificed so much. sacrificing my health. I sacrificed my time with my family. But now it paid off. And guess what? I'm back here now on the show doing the podcast because I have free time for the first time in a long time, y'all. I'm talking about, man, I was off, man, this past weekend, the weekend before. I had my first full four-day weekend with nothing on the schedule to do. Let me tell y'all something. It was glorious. Oh, it was so nice, yo! It was so good, yo. Just and the same with today, man. I woke up yesterday, and today I was off yesterday, and I'm off today. And I was like, man, what am I gonna do today? I'm definitely running. I'm definitely going to the gym, and after that, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I just I got free time, and it's so it's such a freeing feeling. you know, knowing that I get these alerts on my phone, you know, and I'm like, man, this job here at the hospital is paying seventy bucks an hour right now. Man, that would be nice, but you know what? I don't need your money. I'm good. I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep living free, man. So, It feels so freaking good to be debt-free and just, man, the stress is gone. I feel better. I'm sleeping better. I'm just happier, man. The fact that I can say, no, I don't want to do that job because beforehand it was like, yeah, I'll take that job because I had to. And I was working any and everything I could because I had a goal in mind, man. I've done it before. Being debt-free, getting debt-free, it takes work and it sucks. It's not fun. It sucks, and I tell you, even worse is having to do it twice like I did because, man, I got out of debt before 2016, and we were good, and I had to go chasing dreams in the desert in Arizona trying to be a federal agent, and, man, I messed myself up, but that's all right, man. I got back up on the wagon, me and my family, and, man, my wife knew that once I get focused on something, I'm dead set on it. I was all in. I was dead set, man, and, man, it was, man, I'm so glad I did it i so glad I did it because now, man, I'm getting in my truck and I'm looking in my truck like, you're all mine, man. The bank can't come and take you because you belong to me now, man. So that's such a good freaking feeling. And, you know, it just, like there's enough stress in life in general. And especially as a police officer, there is a lot of stress that goes on in this job. Even where I work at, which is a nice suburban Louisville, is a great place, man. People are generally supportive. But I tell people, regardless of where I work at, it's still in Louisville surrounded. And I said before, if you live in a nice neighbor, if you got a nice house in a bad neighborhood, guess what? It don't matter. You're still surrounded by trash. And if that house next to you jumps, or gets on fire. Guess what? You better be concerned. Well, I tell people, yeah, I work in a nice area, but I'm still surrounded by Louisville and I still have to deal with the Louisville justice system. And so that's why I bring this up is to say, yeah your boy i'm getting ready probably to get sued and like i can't say a whole lot about it because i'm sure the lawyer is probably going to listen to this podcast because he told us he knows who i am and if you're listening my man hey how you doing thanks for tuning in to the iron pits podcast and thanks for the download yeah so yeah i'm gonna be getting sued uh so i got in an incident which is real funny because the the incident occurred on my first day back from my little mini vacation in arizona I remember going to work that day, like, man, I've been off for eight days, man. It's my first day back. And everybody know what it's like when you come back from vacation, you need a vacation to recover from your vacation. And I was planning on taking a vacation on duty that day and be like, yo, hey, I'm not doing any traffic stops. I'm just doing my minimum, do what I got to do, chilling out for the day, man. I don't want no stress, no drama. I don't want nothing. Y'all like nothing. I'm just going to do, make my calls, do my house checks i'm going home at the end of this 10 hours well that's the plan but as we know in police work nothing you ever have planned goes accordingly and murphy all all day goes my internet all right there's it. okay he's back my bad sorry about that so but yeah i got called to this incident and i'm not going to talk about the incident at hand because yeah, like i said probably getting sued and no, legislation, legislation litigation is still pending. I'm actually going to court on it later this month, yo. So I can't really say much about it. But what I can do is show you the video of me that's kind of gone viral and has been circulating all the way around social media, yo. So this isn't my Facebook page, this is on a somebody's Facebook page. And so like I said, I'm just gonna show, I'm gonna do a screen share and I'm gonna show the video. So Like I said, I got called to this incident and I said, man, it wasn't, wasn't nothing I did. All right. Where is it at? All right. Do the screen share. Like I said, y'all stick with me. It's been a minute, been a minute, It's been like a month and some change since since I've done any of this, man. So, (laughs) all right. So like I said, I'm going to show y'all the video. You be the judge. You be the judge.
1: <laughs>
0: oh boy, the internet's really bad. It's that at and too. But... All right. All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, stop that me stop the sh- screen share on that. Come on internet. Jesus, this thing's horrible. Come on back. all right all right so yep that's the video from the incident and like I said I'm not giving direct comments on it or what I was thinking I'm not doing none of that I will let you all watch that and you all be the judge but what I am gonna do is go on down with some of the comments that were made on this Facebook post because I just find it freaking bro people are awful man people are horrible dude absolutely horrible that's my thing about social media man like there's so many people that get on social media and then all of a sudden they're an expert on stuff or they they say things and it, dude, there's some racist comments in this thing i'm just like jesus y'all like this is not cool yo like you know i'm black you know the people in this video that was black but man to hear people calling you know other black people online openly animals bro. i'm like come on man that's not necessary bro like but understand that's what social media is Oh, social media is a cesspool. and i tell people all the time i hate social media because it's it's where you find garbage oh but i mean some of the comments on here i mean i mean there were uh, here's the thing weird thing i tell people never read the comments especially if you go viral for something never read the comments but me i can't help but read the comments i can't help it man and so, like I said, but here's the weird thing: you read the comment. Most of the comments about this incident were overwhelmingly supportive in support of the officers, and not in support of the individuals that were arrested. But there's regardless how many supportive comments you get, it's always the negative ones that you always seem to focus on, bro. It's always the negative ones, yo. So yeah, yeah, yo. So and, and so, there are a couple good comments, man. There's one comment said uh, that police officer must have wrestled the way he took him down. Middle schoolers, if they are disrespectful and won't cooperate with an officer, can you imagine what the bus drivers have to tolerate? And so that comment there got like 22 likes. And my man, that guy must have wrestled. Yes, I am trained and I train and have trained, and I, you know, I've been doing this a long time, yo. So that's like that's a great comment. I really appreciated that comment. But I came back to look for this other comment from this Hispanic dude from California who's t- in the one video. And he says, and that officer is a bully. And man, this guy, you know, he needs to be fired. And I was just like, really, bro, I'm a bully? Like what? But it's so crazy how people don't know the context of anything that happens in a video. Yo, but they feel, you know entitled enough to lay their opinion out but and i start looking at this guy's facebook profile page like who is this dude and then he ups and says you know this officer should come train in my bjj gym i could teach him something you know and i'm looking at this dude and i'm like he's one of those guys that has a facebook page and he's just he's a super weird christian guy and I'll, t- I'll say i'm a christian guy but i'm not a super weird christian guy there's super weird christian people out there and he's one of them and people might not like the comment but it is what it is but dude's like a recovering addict and all this show and up here talking smack and i'm just like bro you don't even know me, man. You don't even know me, but you're gonna sit here and say I'm a bully, yo. But yet you're a man of God talking about we shouldn't judge people. But yet you're coming on here judging somebody you don't know nothing about, and man. I all I picked up my phone and I started doing an angry text. I was gonna send this dude a message like, you don't know me. You call yourself a man of God, and I was like, hey, hey, yo, Dex, let it go, let it go. Got a case pending, bro. Don't even, don't even get involved with that dude. Ain't got nothing to do with it, yo. So keep your mouth shut unlike now where i'm keeping i'm not keeping my mouth shut but i'm not talking about the case directly like anything i did the other day so yo so yeah it, it, it just it, the comments were just wild man just just this guy I mean, you know he was just talking about you know just i don't know what i'm doing and i could have hurt i hurt people and all this so i'm like man you don't know what you're talking about but i ain't gonna let there's one comment on here that got me laughing got me laughing because it was about me. <laughs> yo, so I got to share it. <laughs> I got to share it, but <laughs> it said, dude might be dead after fat boy slammed dude to the ground and sits on top of his body. <laughs> yo, yo, hey, yo, this lady just called me fat, bro. This old lady just called me fat. In the comments call me fat, Boy. Come on, man. I, I'm big, but I'm not, well, I, I might be a little fat now. I might be a little fat right now. A little bit fat, but I'm not that fat. I ran three miles today, man. All right, I ran three miles. I've been running three miles consistently. Fat people don't run. I run. Fat people don't go to the gym. I go to the gym. Of course, I'm not as in great a shape as I was a couple of years ago, but damn, man. Damn, lady. Fat boy, come on, man. What were we in high The sixth grade calling me fat boy, man. I got, I got feelings, y'all. I got feelings, man, but I Come on, I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it, you know? So I got to, <laughs> yeah, 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 yo. So fat boy, he might be dead after fat boy fell on him. I was like, yo, that's that's a little harsh, lady. That's a little harsh. And I went to the bathroom, put my finger in my throat like, I got to become a little bulimia, a little bulimic. <laughs> Try to lose weight because my ego has been bruised by this old black lady. yo. <laughs> uh, think I'm on back AT&T, man. I just got AT&T fiber optic, and it ain't been that great, apparently. But so this one comment says, let's not jump to conclusions. And they're black. And there's one like for that. And I was just like, man, I tell people, man, big, big, black people, we do these we do these things to ourselves most of the time. We shoot ourselves in the foot by how we act in public. And, you know, just, man, I've been guilty of it, man. I've been a young man. I've done dumb things. And, you know, it's just, man. <laughs> but black people, we can't keep doing the things we're doing And expect people, Do people are getting tired Literally, people are getting tired Of the race issues in this country, man But I see more and more people Calling out black people And I see, honestly, I see, I'm not gonna say more racist people But people calling out the behaviors of certain Classes of people, yo, know and I mean but People are just fed up, bro Because, it's like, the media's been shoving this stuff Down our throats for so long, yo And making people a protected class And black people can do no wrong, yo, and You know, it's just, and I've seen it before, man. (laughs) Like, I mean, I've had many cases where it's like, oh, these young guys didn't do anything. And these officers are just mean and horrible. I'm like, man, we have your son on camera robbing a store. That ain't my baby. That ain't my baby. Like, no, that's him. That's little Tayshon. We know Tayshaun very well, man. Very, very well. He ain't innocent, you know. But, man, people will see the truth in front of them and still... No fight against it man and, and I told my wife I, was like, I don't ever want to be that parent that if the police ever bring my kids home you know and say you no know, Dexter you no know, DJ in Brooklyn were caught doing this I don't want to be the parent that's like my kids would never ever do such a thing I don't want to be that much of in that much denial that my kids are, are going are gonna to be kids man. So I don't I don't ever want to be that parent. But, you know, that that's part of the thing as a parent. Man, You have to accept the fact that, man, kids are going to be kidding, do dumb things like I did dumb things, dumb things as a kid. I used to go around putting like firecrackers in mailboxes, bro, like putting bags of flaming pool on people's porches. What we used to call people call ring, ring, zoom, zoom. Where I'm from, we call it nigga knocking. That's what we call it. you that like, we'll run up on the door. Then just take off running. We call it nigga knocking. That's what we call it. Man. If you offended by that. Sorry. Oh, well. That's what we call it. But man, I used to do dumb things, but like I said, I never got in trouble fighting, never hurt anybody. I was just mischievous, you know, but I wasn't really necessarily bad. The worst thing me and my homeboy Chris did in high school, we would go around Walmart. We would pick up like condoms and lube and then we would drop them in people's and unsuspecting people's carts like like old people (laughs) but we find like old person not paying attention and just throw some condoms and like some anal lube in their car car, and then we just watch them as they go to the front aisle of walmart start checking out (laughs) and the cashier is like looking at them like oh some condoms and lube for the super old dude that's not awkward at all but and then we would just get a kick out of laughing as well. Oh, That's not ours. Like, yo, yeah, that's definitely yours, buddy. So but that's the stuff I did as a kid. You know, like, like I said, we didn't get in trouble, trouble. You know, I, I ran from the police a couple times, you know, but it was, it was just because we were out late and being mischievous, but it, nothing necessarily illegal or hurting people, man. So but that's why I'm glad where man, me and my wife, we decided in 21 that we no longer wanted to be residents in Louisville that we wanted out of Jefferson County because of the way the county was going with crime and trending politically, yo. And, I mean, as you see, it's weird. You know, Kentucky, again, just voted in Brashear to be the governor again, yo. And I'm just like, man, I can't get behind this, dude. I just can't. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. And crime is out of control in the state. I mean, everything's just bonkers right now, yo. And I'm just like, man, I'm so glad that we moved across the bridge, but and that my kids are not in that school district because, man, I, I feel so bad for the parents that have to put their kids in JPS schools. And even more than that, I feel bad for the bus drivers that drive at JCPS right? in the most horrendous conditions and having to deal with all these bad-ass kids. And I mean, man, it's bad on these buses, y'all. I mean, extremely bad. Y'all. I mean, every other day, there's an incident going on on the bus. And the thing is, it's not all the kids on the bus. It's just like I've been on buses before where we've been called, and it's all the good kids up front. But all the bad kids are in the back. It was the same thing when I was in school, you And then I get on there, man. The buses just like, hey, nigga, suck my dick, nigga, police, nigga, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, bro, we ain't got nothing to do with you. But it's just kids being kids, showing out, you like I said it's a different level of disrespect these days because I would never ever think about talking to a police officer like that, man, in front of my friends, yo. But man, so. The other day, I mean these bus drivers have had it, man. I mean, they're putting up with all these people's bad kids and make it even worse, they're not getting paid that good at all to deal with what they have to deal with, yo. Know? Like these bus drivers need to be getting paid wages like these UPS drivers are getting though, because UPS is getting paid, and these bus drivers deserve a whole lot hell better than what they're getting. So, I mean, bus drivers are in Louisville are fed up. And so the other day there was this major, major incident with JCPS schools big, where 143 bus drivers decided, bro, we're done. We're calling in. So they kind of started going on a strike in a little bit. And it says JCPS cancels dozens of bus routes after 143 drivers call out Monday. What we know for the second day in a row, swamps, swarms of bus drivers have called out of work sick. The district has primitively canceled at least 47 transportation routes of JCPS public school students from monday and more expected at least 85 drivers called out six sunday and she said uh, but another 53 called out at 6:40 a.m on monday forcing the district to cancel even more routes man and it says we are disappointed that so many bus drivers have made the decision not to show up for work today as the people this hurts were the, our students so here's my issue with that i don't want to hear that you're disappointed I, nobody cares that you're disappointed. You know who's disappointed? Man? These bus drivers are disappointed that this school district has not done anything to stop these kids and to get this whole situation in check. And not only that, man, we I mean, Louisville's been in the news all year because JCPS decided to switch the bus routes up last second. And man, they can't even get these kids home on time. I mean, kids are going missing for an entire evening under this new JCPs school district uh, bus route thing they got going, man. They should have just left things the way they were. But, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, man, now you're they're being upset at the bus drivers. But nobody's thinking about the bus drivers. I guarantee the people in charge of JCPS making these decisions, if they had to go drive these buses with these kids on there, I mean, the loud, the noise, the distraction, I mean, man, they would change their minds and would not be disappointed. And they'd be like, hey. Understand my god, I understand they don't understand what it's like for these bus drivers, man. These kids, I mean, man, and these kids are crammed onto these buses, y'all. I've been on buses, man, where it's kid, I mean, there's just kids flowing out of the bus, it's so many kids, you know. And then you got these kids behind you being loud, cursing, yelling. There's even kids, internet again, sorry, y'all. So, JCPS even has started their own police department, yo, but it's almost worthless because. I mean, by the time they get there, they're in, they're already in our area and district, and we have to respond. By the time we get a hold of them, it's not the, the bus is gone. The issue's kind of been solved, yo. So, man, I I feel so bad for these bus drivers, and I mean, man, I hope the schools do JCPs does something to help these bus drivers and to get this incident and this issues under control, bro. Because it cannot cannot continue on like this, man. Like I said, the fighting and violence on the school bus, man, and I mean, man. Me be having to be involved in this incident that I was involved in, I, I don't, I didn't want to be involved in it, dude. I don't know. I try to tell people, man, I am, I am mean, man. yeah, I've been to combat. I've been to war. Uh-oh, sorry again. Jesus, this internet's horrible. So, like I said, I've been to combat. I've been to war. You know, I, I've been a cop for, thir- for 13, 14 years, maybe. I, I tell people I hate violence. I do not like violence of any sort. I don't like having to be violent. I don't like having to put my hands on people. Dude, I've been doing this job, like I said, 13, 14 years. I've had one use of force complaint in that amount of time. And that was even dismissed because it wasn't true because man, I don't believe in having to put my hands on people and forcing my will upon them unless it's like the last, last, last resort. You know, because man, I just don't like violence, man. Dude, I'll be honest because people, hey, I've been training in jujitsu. I like it, but I don't love it. But I understand it's a tool that I need as an officer to be a better officer to make sure I can seduce someone effectively without hurting them or getting hurt myself. But I said, man, dude, I don't watch MMA. I don't watch UFC fighting. I've never cared for boxing, man. I don't really care for just – I don't like violence for the sake of violence. But I don't like seeing people just fight to be fighting. And people are like, man, it's competition. It's good to watch. Yeah, that's cool. But, yo, I – it ain't for me, man. It's never been for me, man. I'm I tell people I don't like just like seeing people fight. I just, I don't care. Dude, And I, especially as I've gotten older, I tell people I really don't like fighting because man, even at that incident, when I went home the next day and I woke up, man, I was like, bro, my hip and my knee hurts so bad right now. It was killing me, man. Like I don't like violence, man. Cause it hurts and more than anything. I hate seeing other people get hurt. And I mean, man, but you know, And so for me, my my despise, my dis, my hate for violence is because so many innocent people get hurt by violence. And I mean, in the fact that, man. I've been hurt in war. I've been hurt in the line of duty as an officer. And so I, I know what it feels like to have that hurt physically and mentally. And the last thing I want is to see somebody else suffer that same hurt. And so that's why. What's been going on in Israel and Palestine has been really bothering me. I ain't going to say bothering me, but it's been it's been at the forefront of my mind since the Hamas decided to attack Israel on October 7th. And now I don't think a lot of people realize how big this attack was. And I know it's kind of old now and I'm coming in kind of late. But I said this was like Israel's 9-11. Excuse me. This was like so we had God bless how many like 4,000 people, I believe killed on 9-11 this was like the equivalent to them because per capita israel's size to america it was like 40 something it was like 40 000 israeli americans have been killed on 9-11 that's how many that's the equivalent of to the attack that hamas pulled on israel on that day yo and i tell people man what hamas did was absolutely atrocious i saw some of the videos bro i mean it was disgusting i mean and i'm i want to say it was, un, it was unprovoked But there are people who will say, well, it wasn't unprovoked because, you know, they've been holding over the land from Palestine and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm not getting into all that. But all I know is before that happened, nothing was going on, man. then all of a sudden these dudes fly in and just start slaughtering people. And, you know, there's people saying that, you know, there's a lot of propaganda coming out of Israel, which I absolutely believe. There's absolutely propaganda coming out of Israel. I heard that, that, that there wasn't 40 kids that were beheaded. I heard that that was propaganda. But at the same time. Just because that didn't happen, that doesn't justify the other people that were killed at a freaking, you know, con- a concert out in the desert having a good time. And then all of a sudden, next thing, you know, they're getting gunned down, bro. Just seeing the violence, the senseless violence for nothing, man. And of course, I say it's for nothing because I'm not an Israeli citizen. I'm not a Palestinian. I don't have a dog in the fight, yo. So, man, the thing that gets me about this whole thing and that scares me. Is the fact that I don't want what's happening seven thousand miles on the other side of the world to start impacting American citizens here, and then we start seeing blood flowing in the streets of America for an incident that has nothing to do with us, that has never had anything to do with us. Yo, like, yeah, like I know the history. Yeah, we know we recognize Israel, and people are pissed off across the world, and. There's anti zionism and all that, and all that. But, man, but at the end of the day, this literally has nothing to do with America. But for some odd reason, Americans are being forced to choose sides in something that has nothing to do with us on either way. And I know people are like Dexter. Aren't you a Christian? Don't you support Israel? I am a Christian. I recognize Israel. I know that Jesus Christ is an Israeli. You know, he's, he's, oh, excuse me, he's Jewish. So you know, it is what it is. But man. And I know what the Bible says about Israel and all that God's chosen people. I'm down with all that. But I ain't God. I ain't Jesus. And so, yeah, that's God's chosen people. Guess what? My my chosen people are my fellow American citizens like this flag behind me. If you fly this flag and live in this country, you're my people. The Israelis are not my people. Now, that's not to say I don't support them. And I wish them well on their endeavors. And I hope and I hate to see that the violence happened to them. Hell, I hate to see the violence that has happened to the people living in Gaza that are as uh, Arabs, you know. But and people don't. And people are gonna say, "Well, you support?" No, I'm not supporting Hamas because I don't believe that Hamas and Palestinians are the same. Just like the people in Israel, you know, the Jews and the Israeli government are not the same. Just as the same here in America, I'm an American citizen. But guess what? I don't give a damn about our government. I don't like the people running the show. I mean, so don't conflate those two. Man, and I think that's what people are doing. Everybody's just throwing everything into one giant pile saying you got to support this. If you support Israel, then it means you're anti-Palestine. you know, Palestine. And if you sort support uh, Palestine, you're, you know, you're a Zionist, anti-Zionist. And I'm just like, man, I'm not getting pulled into any of this. And I'll tell you the thing that bothers me the most out of all this is that we have so many Americans right now, so many Americans, even people I know, friends that are willing to change their Facebook pages to an Israeli flag or Hamas flag. You no, know, they're willing to hang up, wear shirts that says, I support Israel. I support Hamas. But they're afraid to wear. They they, they won't change their profile picture to an American flag. Nobody's flying the American flag anymore. But that's why I have mine behind me. That's why I'm wearing one for this podcast, because that's what I represent. And that's what I support. <laughs> but for some odd reason, it's not OK to say I'm standing and supporting America through and through all this because America has nothing to do with this, man. <laughs> it's like some people don't like that, but it's crazy how in America we're the land of the free, but people are afraid to stand up and say they love America and that, you know what? Hey, I hate what's going on over there, but not my problem, not my concern, man. <laughs> not my not my monkeys, not my circus, bro. Like, I, 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 I hate it. I don't want to see it, but at the same time, bro, this ain't got nothing to do with me. It ain't got nothing to do with us. But for some odd reason, man, it's like everybody in America is choosing a side to stand on because this is the next great wave of things going on in America and across the world. And this is the next great social media trend is I stand with Israel or you know, from the you know, river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And man, and, that, and I don't want people to think that I don't care about Israel or empathize with them. Like I said, but Israel's not my home, man. America's my home. It's not that I don't care about Palestine and the people of Palestine. I have Palestinian friends. I have Israeli friends. But guess what? Babe? They're, they're, that's not my home. I didn't almost die for Israel. I almost died for America. I almost died for this flag behind me. So I feel it's kind of treason for me to be flying any other flag besides the American flag, you know, like for another country and stand in and support. Now, I can support you and say prayers for you all day, yo, but don't think that I don't care about you. But, man, my care and concern is with my people here in America, man. And I'm just tired of seeing Americans get split down the middle again, yo, and get pulled into these two camps. These two camps, again, it's just like 2020 all over, where it's like, do you support BLM or do you support the police? Are you Republican or are you Democrat, baby? Are you for Israel or are you for Hamas, like that? I'm just so tired of the bi- the binary crap, bro. I really am. I am just so tired of it. And people go, you're anti-Israeli. You're- I'm not I'm not anti-Israeli. I'm not pro-Palestine. No, I'm just fed up with it. I'm fed up with it all. I'm fed up of having my emotional bandwidth taken from me by stuff that doesn't have anything to do with me and my, my, the American people, man. But for some odd reason, people feel like we have to get involved in everything that goes across the world. Everything we have so many of our own problems right here right now yo and i just can't bro i'm not worried about what's going on over there like i said i hate it and like i said at the same time there's so much propaganda coming from this incident i don't know who or what to believe because i'm not gonna sit here and tell you i believe everything the israeli government's putting out because i don't have they lied absolutely i don't believe anything hardly that's coming from you no know, hamas because they lie constantly and, and We've seen what they do. They're evil. Like I said, not the Palestinian people are not necessarily evil. But Hamas is absolutely evil, man. Come on, man. It's just, man, I'm just not getting pulled into it, man. I'm done. But I mean, I ain't gonna lie, man, but the amount of people that are standing in support of Hamas, especially living in America. Like there was a protest in New York the other day where I saw a guy with the Hamas flag wrapped around him, you know, climbing a pole. And took down an American flag and threw it on the ground. And I'm like, why are you in my country then? If you hate this place so much, why are you not over there fighting for your people? But you hate America, but you're here. Like it just drives me crazy. But the amount of people that support Hamas in this country, even after what they did, crazy, man. Absolutely crazy, babe. And I mean, and I, I don't like what Israel, I'm not gonna say I don't like what Israel's done. Because Israel's retaliating. I don't blame Israel for retaliating. And I'll say this I'm not going to sit here and tell Israel how to go to war. This is Israel's fighting, and how they want to fight is how they want to fight. But I will say this I don't like the thought of innocent Palestinian men and women being killed by bombs just being dropped by Israel either. There's a way to conduct warfare, yo, and I don't agree with them just indiscriminately bombing. But like I said, not my war, not my fight. I don't get to tell them and dictate how they fight their war, man. But say, so I just don't like any t- innocent children and women should not be getting hurt and killed. Period, because grown men don't know how to work out their differences. But but and that's what's happening right now. You know what I mean? These factions have been fighting for how many years? I mean, how long? Over this land, bro, and, and innocent women and children are dying. And I'll be honest, most people over there probably don't even know why they don't like the other people. It's just they know that since they've been born, they've been told that's a Jew, he's a dirty dog, we should kill them all, or that's a Palestinian, you know, they're lower than roaches, they're scum, we hate them all, we should kill them. Why? We just do, and that's just what it is. People don't even know why, like I said, they're just born into this. This hate. I mean, man, the hate is so real, man I mean, they here. I have friends on both sides, and I hear them say things about the Israelis, Joe, and I hear them things ab- say about the Palestinians. I'm like, damn, bro, that's some serious, serious hate that runs deep, bro. I mean, I've heard people say like they should all be, ex- you know, you know, rounded up and shot. I mean, people, they, the hate is real, babe. And the worst thing is, it's like two kids fighting. Babe. It's like, well, he did it. Nope, he did it well, he did this first. Well, he did this first. So I did this. And I mean, it just goes back and forth and it is never ending. And I mean, this war that's going on currently, I already know how it's kind of going to end. I think it's going to be a little ceasefire eventually. And then it's going to stop. It's just been like all the other wars and incursions they've had in the Gaza. And I mean, they go in and people die, you know, some bombs get exchanged and all this. And then next thing know, All right. Sorry about that. Internet's back. So, no, it's just weird, man. It's like we've seen this time and time again with the with Israel and Hamas. I mean, it's the same story over and over and over. I don't expect this to be any different. I really don't, man. It's like it's just it's just the way it is over there, dude. It's just the it's just the way they are. And like I said, I, I get on my feet and I'm tired of seeing dead children being pulled out of rubble. Rebel, I'm tired of seeing the pictures of innocent israelis being killed and dragged through the streets i'm, t- I'm t- tired of the violence man i don't want to see the violence i'm tired of it i've had enough violence in 39 years bro like i said that fight i got into that i didn't want to be a part of i don't want to fight i don't i'm tired of fighting i'm tired of the violence dude i mean but like i said it still bothers me but that so many people are supporting you know hamas right now and you know, they're saying free Gaza, free Gaza. But, but it's weird to me because it's like they've just completely looked over what Hamas did on October 7th, yo. And like they're just oh, we're just blindly supporting Hamas. And I'm like, so we're just going to pretend like they didn't do what they did. And everything they did over there was justified. And so it's just so bizarre, man. And, and what's more bizarre to me is I ain't gonna say bizarre, but. I'm not surprised to see that it's organizations like Black Lives Matter who are, again, leading the charge in these protests in america but and just all over the place it's the same characters from 2020 but just under a different cause and a different name but i mean man i tell people man this i can't stand black lives matter because i feel like they're full of crap plenty of black people die every day but where is black lives matter nowhere to be found period whatsoever yo so like i said they get their money and they run and then They hop on the next hot thing that's going on, the next protest. I mean, so now Black Lives Matter is out here in support of Hamas. I mean, even Black Lives Matter Chicago put out that horrible, horrible tweet of the guy parachuting into Israel and it said, you know, we support Palestine, you know, and Hamas, you know, the people will be free. I'm just like, man, this is why Black Lives Matter is a trash organization. And so when the people that committed that attack in Gaza or in uh, Israel, when those terrorists get killed, I'm not crying because I don't cry for terrorists, period. And so when these people from Black Lives Matter get into scuffles and things happen to them, I don't cry for them, period. Because I am sick and tired of the division and the opportunist, The just Black Lives Matter just hopping on any opportunity they can to get money. just to keep their name out there that's all it is yo all it is so i mean there was a couple i think it was a couple a month or so ago where a black lives matter activist was stabbed and killed in uh, new york city i believe yo so when i heard about it i was like really you don't say i'm gonna pull up the share screen here and this guy here ryan carson 32 Founded an organization to raise awareness about the opioid epidemic after his friend died of a drug overdose. So it says, beloved social justice activist stabbed in Brooklyn. So this guy is a he was a big time BLM supporter and activist. And so when I think of terrorism, I literally think of people like him. I think of BLM. Because when I think of terrorists, what do you do as a terrorist? You use violence and threats to achieve your political desires. And that is literally what Black Lives Matter has been doing in America since its inception terrorizing people to agree with them. And when people don't agree with them, they yelling down, call them racists, Nazis, and you know, you uncle Tom, you coon, you sell out. How dare you? And so when I hear people like this die at a of a violent at a violent interaction. Now, let's say I'm not gonna sit here and be happy and smile and glad that this dude got killed because like i said i don't like violence especially unnecessary violence i really don't because i mean this guy he's somebody's son somebody's boyfriend you know but maybe a father i don't know anything about this dude but maybe he had some things about him that were decent i just don't know but all i can go off is what i know that in the organization but though that's very few and in between but most people i know that support black lives matter are not great people a little bit confused a little bit uh Little bit of fanatical, if you ask me. And it's the same with people on the far right, man. These far right, right wing groups that I don't job with either, man. It's the same. I don't, I don't deal with extremists of any sort, but for me, it was just a little bizarre when I found out that this guy was not only was not only stabbed, but who he was stabbed by. Let me pull up the screen share real quick, y'all. Give me one second. So this individual, Mr. Carson, was stabbed by, oh, come on, man. Don't do this to me. <laughs> give me a second. That is not it. Not it. Oh, man. I tell y'all, I've been out of practice, man. I'm a little rusty over here, dude. <laughs> so give me a second. Yeah, so like I said, for me, it's just, I call it a little, I don't really know what to call it, babe, but I want to say not hysterical. but. <laughs> Okay, I guess it. I guess it didn't pull it up. Well, there's that then. (laughs) So, but this guy, this individual, but he was killed by a young black guy in New York City. And so, when I heard that, I was like, how bizarre! You fighting on the behalf of all these young black people get shot, get stabbed up, and killed by a young black man. And I was like, man, it just. just (laughs) I don't know what to say, and I'm just like, man, this is what happens when you fight against criminal. No, when you fight against the police and side with criminals and the dude that stabbed them up should have been locked up a long time ago, long time ago. But no and behold, guess what? This is what he voted for. This is what he wanted. And guess what? That's what he gets. Like I said, I'm not going to celebrate this guy dying because I just don't believe in being that type of person. But I will say I'm not crying any tears for terrorists. Not at all not the least bit dude i'm just not going to so you know i hate that their family lost a son you know his girl girlfriend lost her boyfriend it is what it is but let's be honest with one of my friends was in the midst of all the protesting oh come on internet jesus so yeah so this guy passes away and, and apparently one of his friends said that it would be his wish knowing that this guy was black that this guy not be persecuted prosecuted I'm like bro how bizarre just I mean that's just who they are man that's just black lives matter for you people that's just black lives matter but even worse is like I'm starting to see players from 2020 who were getting a major following starting to resurface again during this Palestine you know this free Gaza movement that we got going on here and so now we have here everybody's favorite person mark on hill
2: we out here tonight because they don't want us to be out here tonight they said y'all came out here two weeks ago y'all came out here one week ago they're gonna get tired of fighting for palestine they're gonna get tired of fighting for justice they're going to get tired of screaming in the name of Gaza. They're going to get tired of calling for decolonization. But we are here tonight to say we will never be silent. We will never stop marching. We will never stop demanding freedom and justice for the Palestinian people. We are here to let them know that we ain't going nowhere. We also are here tonight to tell the truth. The truth is that history didn't start on October 7th. As much as the news media wants you to think that history started on October 7th, the Palestinian people have been catching hell for over a hundred years.
0: All right, time for you to shut up, bro. So like I said, it's like a rehashing of 2020, but that's literally all it is. It's the same characters just resurfacing under a different cause and a different fight and so that's why i'm just kind of like man i am just absolutely over all the the pro-hamas the free gaza bull crap going on here in america it ain't got nothing to do with us bro. literally nothing to do with us but people just feel the need to get involved and choose a side man And, and the worst part is most of these people that i see protesting on the behalf of gaza you know, in the, the the Palestinians, but most of these people are dumb and cannot point out where the Middle East is at on a world map. I guarantee you, I saw a video the other day of this guy questioning this girl. There's a chant going on that says, Palestine will be free from the river to the sea. He asked this young black girl on a college campus, what river are they referring to? As soon as he said that, I knew the river because I know my geography. I'm a decently smart guy. I'm a, I'm a smart person. I kind of know these things, but she couldn't answer what river they were talking about, so you can't answer the river that they're talking about. But you have enough knowledge to know that you no know, Palestine's good and Israel's bad. Like, why are you even involved? Like, you have no knowledge of this thing. But for some odd reason, like I said, everybody feels the need to choose a side, and people on the social justice crowd is back here and protesting on the behalf of Gaza and Palestine. I'm just like nope if you love it go over there and help them and support them, then go over there because you're not doing any help here. You're not helping here at all. And you like said, You don't even know, man. And then to see the people tearing down the posters of the missing Israeli people, the disrespect, like I say, the hate is so real between these both sides, bro. And my biggest fear concern is that there's going to be blood spilling in the American streets by American citizens over an incident, an issue that has nothing to do with us directly. That's what I don't want. And then, so after all this sparks off, then here it comes again. We all know what was coming shortly after this. And then the leader of Hamas says, you know, there will be blood in America, you know, calling for terrorist attacks. So what happens? We all start saying, oh, my God, there's going to be a terrorist attack. Hamas has declared, you know, war against America and all this. And Man. And I was like, here we go again, man. It's like the 2001 all over again. Here come the bad brown people, you know, the Islamic terrorism. And I'm just like, dude, it's too soon, man. Like, we literally just got over this. Why are we going back to this? So there's a terror threat to and people be on the look, man. I mean, there was one single terror attack that happened in France at a school. And this teacher got stabbed and did die. But I was just sitting there like, man, here we go again. And even me, I got bought into the hype. I was like, man, there's going to be a terrorist attack, bro. I better chill out. I better be on the lookout. So of course we're looking for the brown guy with the burqa on and all this stuff that's yelling Allah Akbar and wearing a vest. We're looking for this guy but guess who ends up committing a mass murder? Some strange crazy white dude in Maine. While we're looking for this <laughs> this Palestinian terrorist during this time, some crazy white dude in Maine goes off and kills 22 people, 22 people with an AR15. And he's a military veteran, I'm like ah. Look, here I am looking for this, this this Middle Eastern terrorist, but look who it is again. It's just like, come on, man. So, you know, and I just find it so weird, like they're pushing this thing again where it's like, man, you know, and like I said, it's on both sides, you know, be you no know, beware the you know, Arabs and the, the evil Islamic terrorists. And as we should always be on our P's and Q's and toes, looking for any suspicious activity. But don't look for suspicious activity from just one person. You gotta look for suspicious activity from all people baby because people are crazy in general. In America, we have crazy people that have access to guns. And now I'm not going to and say I'm against the second amendment. Y'all know that that. Yeah, but y'all ain't never going to hear me say that, but man, <laughs> to have this happen again when we're all looking for this Islamic terrorist, I was just like, "Bro, I'm not even worried about Islamic terrorists at this point. I'm just worried about crazy people with guns in these mass shootings that keep happening in America." So while we're looking over here, some case over here loading up an AR 15 with 30 rounds and going and killing 22 people. And I was just like, man, why did we even, I mean, why did we even buy into this? Why did I buy into it initially? So, so I tell people, man, like, I go everywhere I go, I take my gun with me because I, like, <laughs> and I'm not looking for the, I'm looking, not looking for the Arab dude. I'm looking for anybody that looking suspicious, bro. Anybody that's looking suspicious. I'm keeping my eye on. I don't care what you look like. I'm profiling behavior, not people, not certain colors, just people in general. You know what I mean? And so that's my whole thing with We have people protesting something that's going on 7000 miles on the other side of the world. They're begging for freedom for Palestine. No, people are trying to push me into supporting Israel. But I'm like, dude, we have a fire in our backyard here in America. We have so much violence here in America. Our politicians are neglecting our citizens i mean man they're taking our money and send it overseas i mean there are americans dying in mass in the streets every day yo but for some odd reason we're concerned about something going on seven thousand miles away i mean hell just up the street in cincinnati i think it was about a week ago maybe there was a freaking another shooting a mass shooting they had man and this poor 11 year old kid was shot and killed during this incident dude i mean just freaking awful bro and all this you know what Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's caring. Nobody's talking about it because where's our focus at right now? All of our focus is on Palestine and Israel, man. So an 11-year-old killed in Cincinnati has been identified and police are seeking the shooter. So let me uh, get the article. It says, Police Chief Terry, three I don't know how to pronounce that, told a report Sunday that a shooter in a sedan fired 22 rounds in quick succession into a crowd of children just before 9.30 p.m. Friday on the city's West End. No suspect arrested. A 53-year-old woman was hit along with the boy who died. Three other boys, aged 12, 13, and 15, and a 15-year-old girl. One victim was hospitalized in stable condition. A memorial where Dominic and the other children were shot lines of the sidewalk with pictures, stuffed animals, and dozens of colorful balloons. A GoFundMe page helped raise money for the funeral costs. So, we're concerned about the war in Gaza and Hamas, but we have war right here in our own streets in America, bro. 7,000 miles away, we're concerned about stuff, but we're not blinking an eye at a guy killing 22 people with an AR up a main. We're not blinking our eye at this random shooting that took the life of an 11 year old kid here. Yeah, kids were killed over in Gaza, but guess what? Kids are getting killed here in America, too. And I'm just like, man. When are we going to wake up and realize that we have to make America our priority, bro? We as citizens have to make America our priority. I'm not saying that you can't care about what's going on over there, but we have to take care of the home front first before we start taking care of everybody else. Because we are falling apart at the seams in this country, man. I mean, inflation is out of control. We have a horrible president right now in administration and office. I mean, and they're just opening up the floodgates and letting all these legals come into this country. And they're literally trying to change the fabric of America. And there's going to be very few Americans here because they're just opening up the floodgates and letting so many legals come here. But but, but for some reason, our concern is still where? Palestine and Israel. And I guess I just can't. I can't let what they got going on take my attention off of what's going on in my own backyard but i will say though that america kind of crumbling and falling apart right now is kind of doing us a little kind of good for us in the moment because some of the illegals are starting to wake up like man i came through this country and i thought that it'd be better than venezuela but apparently it's not that good man i think we go back home (laughs) so i saw this article today and i honestly i thought it was from like babylon b (laughs) i really thought that it was going to be something like uh (laughs) like a satire article, but let me pull it up right here. <coughs> <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. This is from uh, the New York Post. Fed up migrants who trek thousands of miles to U.S. already heading home. American dream doesn't exist. It says some Venezuelan migrants who trek thousands of miles to the U.S. in search of a better life are disheartened. They say they're already heading back. Michael Cast- Home 39, told the Chicago Tribune he has had enough after he, his wife, and teenage stepdaughter spent five months sleeping either in a police precinct or a crowded city shelter in the now br- brutally cold, windy city. He's also been unable to secure a job permit or enroll his daughter in a school. His two main reasons, his two, excuse me, two of his main reasons, reason things, they thought would bring a better life in the U.S. The American dream doesn't exist anymore. Castellanos told the paper on the eve of his family's departure, there's nothing here for us. We just want to be home. And you know what? Oh, that, pardon me. Let me read the last part of that. Bless in internet. Come on, man. And this The last part says, if we're going to be sleeping in the streets here, we'd rather be doing it back home. Well, my homie, let me tell you something. <laughs> Because let's be honest, you came here at a time and you thought you were just going to leech off of the American taxpayers' dollars. And guess what? That ain't happening, brother. (laughs) That ain't happening. And he says that the American dream is dead. You know, a lot of Americans think the American dream is dead. But the American dream is not dead. It's very live. But what people don't realize about the American dream, it comes at the expense of hard work and sacrifice. Yeah, you sacrificed to get here, but you didn't come here the right way. So I, for one, and that's sad to see you leaving, going back to your home country. Now, if you're willing to do that much to get here and be an American, take that same energy and put it back into Venezuela, your homeland where you're from. Dude, I got skin in the game here in America. I fought for this country. I serve this country in the streets every day in the Constitution. You got to put skin in the game in your own country if you want your country to be better. You don't get to bypass your problems in Venezuela. And then just come here and then just get to leech off of the American taxpayers. That's not how this thing is supposed to work. I know that's how some of our politicians are making this thing supposed to work. Yo, baby, that's not how that's going down, man. So yeah, to all those that came and are going home, I want to thank you for departing on your own and deciding to go back home. Hey, I will gladly use some of our tax dollars to fund you getting yourself back to where you came from. And I'm not mad. And I'm not saying that to be racist. I'm just saying, baby, we can't even take care of our own people here in America. What makes you think that you're going to come here, jump the line and get people? Jesus, there it is again. But like I said, you don't get to just jump the line and jump to the front of the line and say, hey, I'm here and I want to be taken care of. That's not how this thing works, dude. That's not how it works. You got to put work in. If you want to come here? I know plenty of people that have come here the right way. And it's a long, arduous process. It's hard, very hard. But you know what? I respect those people even more because they had to sacrifice and wait even longer and even more to get here and do it the right way. And those people, man, guess what? They don't want you here either because you're crapping on what they did to get here and the hard work that they did to you know, put in to make their American dream come true. Yo, So, man, I'm not upset to see that people are going back, but it, it, so it pisses me off for the people in Chicago, especially in the black neighborhood there that underfunded, not being taken care of by the government, but all of a sudden the government's going to bust these people in and put them, I mean, you've been neglecting these Black people in this community for how many years? And now all of a sudden, you know, some people come in from another country and you're just going to throw them into their neighborhood and give them preferential treatment? I don't think so, man. That's oh, that's crazy. And I honestly think that's why hopefully this next election is going to be a landslide in that people are going to wake up and be like, hmm, maybe voting Democratic's not the Best option right now like i'm not saying that the republicans are the best 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 thing ever but the republicans got a whole hell of a lot more common sense going for them right now than the democrats do when you start putting american people first you'll start back getting the votes and let's be honest i'm just tired of seeing i'm just tired of all that dude just man i just want to see this country get back on track dude i really really do and like i said i've I'm trying to be positive and upbeat. I mean, when I was off, that was one of the things I was doing was man, I was staying away from the news. And like I said, I just I'd been watching the world burn from afar. Like, ah, it ain't got nothing to do with me, bro. <laughs> Life over here where I'm at's at, pretty damn good. I'm living nice, living good, man. Like my job, the paychecks are flowing in, food in the refrigerator. I mean, hell, I told my wife I was like, you realize that in this horrible recession, we paid off forty thousand dollars. Hey, man that's the American dream right there, boy. And that comes at hard work. Ain't nobody give me that $40,000. I didn't have days off or weekends off for God, man, most of this year. So I don't want to hear anybody complaining about the American dream is not alive and well. It's very alive and very well. But it comes at an expense, especially when you're a police officer, because man, I believe that being a cop is the best job I've ever had. I love this job, but man, I also realize that this job comes at a high risk and the stakes are high. And because of that, man, the, the stress in this line of work is so real. If I'll be lying, if I told you I wasn't a little stressed out, knowing I might be getting sued. It's just, I mean, it's just, even if you know you didn't do anything wrong, it's still the fact that you have to go through this, man, and you're going to be stressed out. And, and I mean, this, this job, on the weight of the badge is so heavy, man, and people don't realize that. And then so when I heard about all these incidents that happened over the last couple of weeks and I really want to get on a show and comment, but I just like, mentally I was like, I'm just trying to chill right now. I don't really feel like talking about all of this, but, you know, I had to get up and say something when I heard about the I think it was four sheriff deputies from one department, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department killed themselves. I think it was all in a 24 period, 24 hour period, man. I mean, people don't understand what cops are. Are going through right now dude like it's it's been rough man it's been it's been rough for everybody yo. but i mean it's just i mean i don't really know t- i mean you lose four dudes in 24 hours that tells you something right there that i mean this job you carry a lot i mean you carry the weight of the world on your shoulders And then when you get off you got to go carry the weight of your own Problems, the weight of your family are on your shoulders, yo. So you're just constantly walking around with these giant boulders on your shoulders and trying to take care of the world and save the world, and you can't even save yourself. And so for me, it breaks my heart when I heard that. I mean, four officers in 24 hours committed suicide. Four in one department, man. And I and I feel for the dudes in California because California is so crazy and extreme, Like I can't even. I don't know how the people are doing it there. And plus the cost of living is so outrageous. I don't know how anybody affords to live in California and be a police officer. I just don't know how they do it. You know? So, I mean, but just hearing that, just like it breaks my heart and I've, I've lost friends to suicide, but I've lost, I remember we lost an officer here to suicide years ago. He shot himself in the office. It was on our first day of 12 hour shift show, and this dude shot himself in the office, but, I mean, maybe cops carry so much weight. And then not just that, it's not just the weight of you know the job, but just the things that the possibility of things that could happen to you in this job. Like we don't think about it at the moment, yo, but sometimes you get those calls where it's just like, man, I got a bad feeling like something might happen here. Or me hearing about an incident that happened to an officer on the other side of the country, and I realized that could be me any day. Like the other day. This horrible incident in Austin, Texas, this uh, Austin police officer, SWAT officer, shot and killed while on a uh, hostage situation. I'm gonna pull up his page here, man, for him. And freaking super sad, man. This is the uh, officer down memorial page, and this this guy he died on Veterans Day, November 11th, 2023. Senior police officer Jorge Pastor Pastor. So, yeah, like I said, he was 38 years old and been on been serving for four years, man, went on a SWAT call out and was shot and killed. And I believe that the person shot killed other people at the home as well, man. And then just like that's sad alone. But then on top of that, they they were dealing with another incident that had just happened where there was an off a retired officer who just recently retired was killed in a freaking in a freak accident on the interstate. So now you got that officer died. Now they got to bury him. Now they got to bury the SWAT officer who died in the line of duty doing his job, being courageous. And not just that, while we're talking about suicide, there was another officer on the department that died of an apparent suicide. So, I mean, it's just been my heart goes out to the Austin Police Department, man. I mean, I mean, it's losing an officer is tough and it weighs on everybody. I mean, it weighs on the entire city. Come on, man. Don't do this to me. Man, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, Boy, this has not been a great, (laughs) great one. There it is. Yeah, this beautiful lady right here, Christy Astran. And like I said, senior police officer committed suicide. She died on November 13th. (laughs) So Austin PD officers are having to bury two of their current colleagues and one former colleague, bro. I mean, it is just, it's just been a, when it rains, it pours, man. It was like that here in Louisville where we didn't have any on-duty deaths for so long. And then all of a sudden, just like we had just had this span of time where officers were getting hurt, killed, just constantly. And it's just like never nonstop. It was like that for Indianapolis not long ago either. They had a whole string of officers getting hurt and killed. And and it was just, I mean, it just weighs on you. Like I said, even though you're not an officer in that department and I'm nowhere near remotely close, I mean, to those officers out there, I still feel it in my heart because I know what they're going through because I've experienced it here myself in Louisville. and It is hard, dude. It is hard when you see somebody get shot and killed on the line of duty. And it's the same call that you have been on and made yourself numerous times. I mean, you make that call a thousand times and nothing happens. I mean, you got a guy that can go work as a police officer 30 years, never happened. Then all of a sudden you got a young rookie goes out on her first day can get killed on that same call that you've made all those times before. I mean, there's just no one reason to how and why these things happen in police work. But like I said, you can't operate in fear, but it's always in the back of your mind. Like it's always in the back of my mind. Even when I get a call that sounds kind of wonky and I'm like, man, that doesn't make sense. Like somebody's complaining about a dog running around in a parking lot. and we're like, And I get there and I'm like, man, my first thought is maybe this is an ambush. You know, I shouldn't have to think like that, but that's just how I think because I'm like, man, somebody wants to kill me today. That's usually my mindset is somebody wants to try to kill me today. And I got to be ahead of the power curve because reaction is slower than action. So I, I tried to put myself in a mindset to where I, I, I have to win. If somebody's going to try to ambush me, I have to win. I have to fight. I have to have a plan before I get on scene and people don't realize that takes a toll on you as well, man, <laughs> but that, that, that is a toll knowing that you're constantly under the gun and under. So I already have a plan in my mind, man, to where, if that car starts dumping rounds at me, I'm bailing out my car and I'm going down this embankment into these woods and I'm getting concealment. And then I'm going down this, this uh, trench line. And I'm going to flank this dude and I'm going to kill him. Man. Like, that's I already got that plan set in my mind. I already know that's what it is. And that's what I'm going to have to do if it happens. But I hope in God, pray to God that it never happens. But if it does, mentally, I'm already ready, man. And so, you know, like I said, man, it just takes a lot out of you being in this job. And like I said, and it's not just the things that could happen to you from outside sources, but it's things that happen to us from inside the departments we work with as well. And as we know, police departments are staffed with people. And what do we know about people? I mean, people suck. <laughs> but people are vindictive. People are evil, manipulative. manipulative Man, people are just people, and people can be evil. And so I, mean, I saw this article today of a former officer that I used to work with on LMPD. And I ain't going to lie, man. I was kind of, when I saw it, I'm, I'm happy for him, man. Extremely happy for him. So we had an officer here. His name was Jason Mosey on LMPD if you don't know jason Mosley, he's a dj i love jason man great dude great officer so i had heard things that happened with him and he kind of got like bumped out of his unit because he reported an officer in an incident well i had no clue that this dude had a lawsuit going against lmpd and i just saw today that former let me pull it up on the screen for y'all i'm tripping up there it is yeah this says uh there we go. Former LMPD officer gets awarded large sum after reporting one of their own. <laughs> a former LMPD officer wins a verdict after coming forward against one of the department's own. Jason mosey was awarded $453,000 Thursday by a jury. Mosey sued LMPD and his former Sergeant Anthony Donninger for retaliation for reporting a fellow detective in the department's sex crimes unit. Man, they, like that's... <laughs> it's pretty major and like I said I when I was an LMPD but I always heard when I got wind of things but I didn't know everything the details behind things that were going on because I tell people man honestly I stay to myself but I don't really get involved in the drama babe. I go do my 10 12 hours I do my overtime babe, and I take my black ass home man I don't really get involved babe, with all the hoopla, what's going on behind the scenes you know and the gossip and I don't mind hearing it but like I said but I got too much going on in my own personal life but but hearing this story and hearing that he won this lawsuit makes me extremely happy because Jason is a good dude and was a good officer. But I did not know. I, I knew he left. I just didn't know why he left for real. So but seeing this man, like I'm very happy for him. And like I said, man, this is one of the problems where we have with police departments is there's people involved and people suck. And we talk about, you know, the people on the left and Black Lives Matter is like, you no, know, the thin blue line. And I'll be the first to say there's not a really a thin blue line when it comes to we take care of our own. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge some people on police departments do still have that mentality. And this article and this payment here just goes to show there are some people on the departments that are just seem to be golden boys. And no matter what they do and what they touch, nothing seems to happen to them. They can make a mistake and it goes away. If I were to make that same mistake, I would be, like, sacrificed and thrown to the pits of hell, you know, to be torn apart by the lions, you know. But some people, man, just could do whatever they want and just seem to get away with it. But that's one thing I'm glad where things in policing are kind of changing, where there is more accountability, believe it or not. There is absolutely more accountability now, today, than there ever has been for police officers, and that should be that. I'm not one of these guys to say, you know, you can't question everything the police do and just accept. I Now, I don't believe that for one second, because there has to be a checks and balances and people have to be put check. And I'm glad that Jason, a good dude, put this department in check because man, there has been a culture on LMPD where it's been a good old boy system. And like I said, that was one good thing that the chief in the past has done. Uh, chief Shields, where <laughs> she saw that certain officers were getting punishment for this, but certain officers weren't. And I mean, we, uh, and everybody knows that hey, if you go and do something and step outside the line in certain units or with uh certain people in charge, you're going to suffer the consequences. And because Mosley did the right thing, he was kicked out of his unit and sent back to the street. And I had no clue that that had went on, you know? So, I mean, and you got to think, man, I tell people cops are under a lot of stress, but some of the most stressful times I've had in this job have come from things and people on the department, but from people like. I'm hearing like think people were saying things about me and, you know, during 2020, but there was this rift between black officers and me and black officers. But but it was stressful. And I was like, man, I got people on the streets cursing at me, yelling at me, telling me I'm a sellout. Then We got I got black officers on the apartment looking at me like I'm a traitor because I don't see things like them. And I'm not black like them. I mean, dude, some of the worst ridicule and scorn you can get comes from people that look like you bro i mean and it comes from people that are supposed to be your brothers and sisters Yeah. You know? so so for jason to win this lawsuit man i tell people it's major because man it goes to show that there are i love lmpd it was a good department when i was there but i know it was not a perfect department and things like this just go to show and like i said it just goes against kind of what people been saying where you know lmpd didn't do anything wrong When it lmpd has done plenty of things wrong in the past but, like I said, I'm not saying that it's not a great department, but what makes a department great is its ability to learn from its mistakes and do better in the future. And hopefully LMPD continues to evolve in a positive way with things like this. But at the same time, I see LMPD, man, like it, it, there's a checks and balances and the pendulum swings. It, now the, the pendulum's been all the way to the left for so long, and now it's swinging all the way back to the Right. They, And we got people getting fired for some of the most craziest and pettiest things. And I'm like, bro, we couldn't get this man like a training or a written rep, man. We have to fire this dude. Like nobody used to get fired. Now it's like everybody gets fired. But I'm just like, man, that's too much. And that's too much stress on me. And that's why I was like, man, I'm glad that the incident I was involved in on Shelbyville Road. I'm glad that it was with my current department and not Metro because I'm stressed out now, but. I'd be a hell of a lot more stretched out if it was if it was with Metro, because of the way the culture has gone over there to this, everybody's guilty like before in like everybody's guilty before you're innocent and it's just it's a mess. And I'm just like man, I'm glad I'm not in it, you know. But I had a my buddy Dustin Dean. He's an officer on LMPD or well, detective now, but this man has been off for almost three years in 2020 because a lot of people, if you look up Dustin Dean, you'll see. He was the officer that shot a pepper ball at a media person during the 2020 rise. But he did not realize that that was who they were because they were told that, you know, there's Antifa in the crowd, they're dressed as media. I mean, it's chaos. You got people throwing stuff at you. I mean, I don't really know what happened. But when Dustin says, I didn't know, I trust his word that he didn't know that it was a mistake. <coughs> you know, he, he didn't do this thing out of spite. But I, mean, I saw this man in three years disintegrate almost mate, from the man i knew him used to he used to be to where he's just like a shell of himself and i'm not saying that he he's still a good man but i just saw the stress and the weight of being under investigation not just by the department of the feds for three years man that is some of the weight that we carry in this job bro that it, it's a tremendous weight to carry and i mean i wasn't the best person to stay in touch with him but i used to try to send him a message periodically hey bro how are you doing i mean i remember him at an l we were at a, FOP meeting and this guy, he just gets up and he just gets mad and just yelling and almost crying. Just like, man, nobody comes, nobody's checked on me. Nobody's dropped me a text message asking me how me and my family are doing. And I felt guilty because I was like, man, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my best to make sure that I drop this dude a text message, let him know I'm thinking about him and caring about him because dude, being like, you don't know, you're just kind of hanging in the balance for three years. You don't know if you're going to jail. You don't know if you're getting fired. don't know what's going to happen like what's going to happen to my you know my house my kids my family and this dude was like that i mean just the stress you carry on on you for just the unknown for three years man it wears on a man and it wears on you bad and i mean i saw the wear and tear on him but thank god no he called me not long ago and said man i'm finally getting cleared and i'm back to work and i was so happy so freaking happy because he is such a good dude and i was like yo man and, like, he did not deserve to go through that. His family did not deserve to go through that. And then we wonder why we have crazy rates of officer suicide and, you know, health issues with officers, man, because of all that stress and that the cortisol building up in your system, bro. I mean, man, it's a bad way to live, people. Man. That's why I tell people it's a great job, but it comes with risk, man, and it will wear on you. I got an officer that's uh, actually getting ready to, from LMPD that I know uh I saw this article today. I used to work with this guy. He's getting ready to go on a civil suit for an uh, incident that happened in tw- July of 21, man. So, I mean, I'm not going to say his name because, but it's in the article. But we got an officer here. He was in pursuit of a vehicle. and a, Well, I'm not going to say pursuit of a vehicle, but they said he was not pursuing. But he was initially chasing a guy for a traffic stop. The guy takes off, runs a light, and kills a guy at an intersection. And now the officer is going on trial mm-hmm. tomorrow, and for you know for violating police chase policy. So this is a civil suit, and the family is now suing my buddy because they're saying that he's at fault, And I'm just like, man, this is the these are the things in policing that and that make me sick, and the things that okay, that's wrong with America right now, where it's like, I decides to break the law. And in breaking that law, he causes somebody to die because he hits them. But for some odd reason, we're going to make this the police officer's fault and sue the cop. And I tell people, I know why people do this. And you have to understand why they do this. Because people don't care about justice. If people want justice, they'd be like, man, we're not suing the cop. We want the guy that committed the crime that killed my son to go to jail. What we want, no, that's not what that's justice. What people want is compensation and money. So now these people are, never mind the guy that killed my son. but We're going to go after the cop that was trying to protect the community. And you got to ask, why are they going after the cop? Because that's where the money's at, baby. That's where the cash is. Criminal ain't got no money. He ain't got nothing to offer that family, but I'm sorry. And an apology. That's all he has to offer. But, of course, they're going to go after the officer. And, I mean, that makes me so sick that that still goes on, baby. Because the officer, you know, and he's going to be covered by the department if he gets sued. And if he loses the case, they're going to pay. But I'm just like, man, that's awful. Like, why are we punishing the people that have taken up the oath to serve their community and protect their community? So why why are we suing the officer? Like I said, it's only because people are at their money. Not justice if they want justice, they could simply get justice because the dude got arrested. but like I said, they don't want justice, man. They want cash. they want that they want that money, man. And like I said, it's where you get the <laughs> the officers got the money. Well, the department's got the money, but man, it's just like I said that's part of the stress of this job I tell people of man, you like I got a buddy that's a detective out in uh Bullet County. We had a horrible incident in Bullet County the other day where this mother goes on a rampage and shoots and kills her two sons. My buddy is the lead detective on the case, man. And they just put the article out the other day. I was going to pull it up, but I'm almost done. I'm going to let it go. But man, the lady was literally having issues and just mental, mental case. And guess what? She kills, shoots and kills both her sons. Think about the officers. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Think about the officers that are first on scene and go into this house and see these two young, beautiful boys. With bullet wounds, riddled with bullet wounds, and dead on the floor. I mean, think about that. Think about you as an officer. Those. Listen. Think about you having to see that and having to, to deal with that, man. Dude, I mean, it weighs on you. I go. And I told people on my Facebook or my Instagram the other day. I saw a. This incident really messed me. It's still kind of bothering me. But I work off duty at a at a at a distiller. And there was a workplace incident that happened. A worker ended up falling to his death. By the time I got over there, I could hear the weeps and moans of this man's son that was working with him. Under the tarp with his father, holding his father's dead, lifeless body that fell six feet to his death. Those cries will be in my head and my memory forever because I've seen a lot of mothers hold their dead kids. But I've never once seen an adult son hold his adult father. That's laying dead in his arms after falling to his death, man. That wears on you, man. It wears on everybody. I know you think cops are superheroes and robots, but, man, we are just humans, man. And it gets rough. It gets hard. And, I mean, yeah, I, you move on. You learn to deal with it. But at the end of the day, it's still a trauma. It's going to impact you and it's going to infect you. And you can only do so much. I mean, that's why you have to be able to talk to people. You have to, like I said, that's why I do the podcast, because it's like a way for me. It's just a way for me to get things off my chest. And, man, I tell people, that's why I'm not interested in really being an influencer. I'm not interested in getting paid and getting money. But it's a release for me, man. And I just simply enjoy doing it. I enjoy making content. But at the same time, I tell people everything comes at a cost. And, man, I have to take a little break over the last couple weeks because the cost of everything I was doing was coming at such a high price, and I had to get myself reprioritized to get back to a good place and a good state for me and my family. And thank God I'm finally there, finally there. So, you know, it's it's been about, like I said, about five, uh, four, six, seven weeks since I've done a show. And like I said, I truly apologize to you all for being gone so long and you know not even really making an announcement. You know, because I said, man, I just kind of just decided to take a little hiatus, man. So i'm back so we're gonna so i'm gonna try to keep this thing rolling man like i said now that i'm kind of out the uh financial hole forty thousand dollars of debt lifted off my shoulders i'm gonna try to do some upgrades to the show here Coming, hopefully get a better camera got some guests i'm gonna, gonna be trying to get on to the show man i got a whole lot getting ready to come down the pipeline and the best thing is i got the time to do it now and i'm like I said, i'm just so happy to be back and i'll you that this podcast i was going to keep it short and only do an hour but it's been an hour and 36 minutes so man i'm going to get ready to go ahead and close this one out y'all It's it's been a long one but man i like i really enjoy doing this man really enjoy being before you all and as always i appreciate you all for tuning in hopefully i didn't lose too many followers (laughs) because (laughs) i've been gone so long but it's official you boys back man definitely back so if you all could do me a favor please go share the show with your friends if you're not following me on Instagram, please follow me at I Am Pitts1. Be sure to follow me on all my Facebook pages, my Facebook page, I am Pitts Memoirs of the American Patriots and the I Am Pitts podcast, man. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna go ahead and close this one out, man. It's good to be back before you all. And I appreciate you all for tuning in again. And I will see you on the next one, y'all. And definitely sooner than later. All right. Y'all take it easy.